Hello, and welcome to Tech, the evident, non-destructive testing podcast. My name is Emily Péloquin, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is all about NDT and the incredible people that work into our industry. I've been in this industry for just over a decade now, and I'm still amazed by the incredible people that I get to work with and how tightly this community is connected. On this show, I have the chance to welcome experts from the field to chat about everything and anything from challenging applications to new trends and even tips and tricks on how to improve your NDT game. I hope you'll enjoy the unique insight that our guests are sharing with us and that it will inspire others to also want to help in making this world a safer place. Today on the show, I had the pleasure to chat with Jerry Short. Jerry has been in the quality control and non-destructive testing industry for about eight years now. Her story of how she found NDT is simply inspiring. She was just thrown into the deep end of the NDT pool when the company she worked for was short on inspectors. But now she's a level two in MT, VT, PT, and is also working towards her UT levels. She's also a protective coding inspector, a fireproofing special inspector, and by the time you hear this podcast, who knows what else she'll be adding to her list. But Jerry is a great example of what you can achieve when you're not afraid to stand out and to trust your abilities. I hope you all enjoyed our conversation. Hey, Jerry, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me today. Yeah, thank you, Emily. I'm excited to be here. So the first question I always ask on the podcast is, how did you find out about NDT? <laughs> well, mine is a, is a little different, I think. I was a stay-at-home mom at the time that I was looking for a job. I had some bookkeeping experience, and so I looked up one job that was local for part-time for bookkeeping, and it was for a welding and testing inspection company. And so I went in, got the job, was super excited about it. And then, um, you know, it was a whole new field. I didn't, I mean, welding was about as much as I even had any clue about. But um, the more I got into it, and, and then I started to review um, my boss's reports, and he needed some help in the field a couple of times where he was, you know, shorthanded. And so I went out with a couple of times and I was like, oh, oh, being in the field is way better than being behind the desk all the time. This is a lot more fun out here. And so I, um, my first certification was uh, my penetrant testing cert. I, we had a contract to inspect, they're actually um, aluminum drone catchers and they're huge. They were probably 15 feet or so. Yeah. And, and they, um, it was all TIG welding. It was all very, very specific and layered. You had to do inspections as they layered the different parts and bracing on. And so, um, that was my first cert. I went and got my, my PT cert and I had thousands of hours of PT work with those drones that we did for several years. I, I had, oh my gosh, I, thought I was going to go blind with all of the PT inspections <laughs> so that I was that doing. So that one contract, huh? so many well, hours. And... Yeah, well, and it was very, because the, with the process that it is with that TIG, the, the crater cracks on the end were the biggest mm -hmm. problem. And so the, and it was such, it's such fine detail. And so I think it was, I, I really got thrown into a situation that really benefited me really well, because I don't think I would have gained the knowledge or the experience if I had not been, you know, had to kind of go through it that way. And so that, that was my very first cert. And then after that, I got my magnetic particle 
cert. And so there was it, another another job, and then you yeah. just said like I would I would like yeah to be I was like oh, yeah I'm gonna NT keep job. doing this yeah I'm gonna keep oh, doing cool. these NT you know it started out really as more of just a hey maybe I could help out a little bit in the field so then it was like no you know what actually this coatings thing is cool too I'm gonna get into that so that I started my um, coatings inspection um, certifications at that time too and so I I really kind of just jumped into it and once I got my my coding certification and all my level two stuff. Then I um, went out on the road and I did several projects for um, tanks all over in Wyoming and in um, Montana and uh, Idaho, obviously. And then we, um, yeah, I, I, uh, oh, I just kind of took off from there. And then I was in the field for several years and then kind of finally worked my way back to where I had a clientele local I didn't have to be out of town as much. And so doing that, and then I also took over the um, office management, business management part of the company as well. So I was kind of doing the scheduling, the invoicing, the taxes, all of that, and the inspecting and the reviewing and and all of those things at the same time. So, um, but I I, I enjoy it. It's it's exactly where I need to be. The world opened up the right way for me at the right time. And and I'm where where I'm meant to be for sure. I love, 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 love those stories where it's just like, <laughs> yep, I had no clue it existed and now it's my entire life and I love it. <laughs> exactly. Yep. There's no better fit. And then I think about the other things I could have or would have gone into for a career and I think I would have been pretty miserable at all of them. I think this was definitely, the universe was watching out for me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And so present day today, uh, so what, what are the methods that you're doing or um, aspire to do and what's what the future holds for you, let's say. Yeah, yeah, so for non-destructive testing, I'm a CP189 certified level two for penetrant testing, visual testing, magnetic particle testing, and I'm in my ultrasonic testing class right now. So hopefully I'll have that certification soon. Um, I'm also a level two protective coatings inspector, which means that um, I've I've got my years and ready to an experience I just have to go down to um, I'm going to go down to Houston for my level three and it's actually a peer review exam so like three hours in front of a panel of people that they're going to quiz and test me and see if I if I know enough to be called a level three for coding so that should be pretty interesting and then um, I also am a spray applied fireproofing special inspector as well which um, the fireproofing used to be like that gross, like kind of um, wet newspapery looking spray that they'd spray on steel. It was really thick. Um, <clears throat> but now they're actually coming out with what's an intumescent paint, which is, um, it's, it's a latex based paint that you paint on the steel. And then what happens when that gets hot, it actually expands. Kind of like those, you know, those uh, firecrackers, the little snakes that you light on fire and then they expand oh, and yeah, twist. Yeah. It's kind of the same concept with this intumescent paint. And so what's really, what I really enjoy is mixing because I've got my protective coatings and my fireproofing and those two things there with the intumescent they really coincide and I I, there's a really good market right there that I really want to I want to dominate that market because I I I understand both sides of it and there's not very many fireproofing inspectors that have the coatings knowledge to make those projects go really smooth so so that's within a niche (laughs) yes exactly exactly that's my kind of thing right um and then I also actually I just bought a drone this last week oh, and yeah. I and I've got to get all certified and be able to fly it legally but I'm hoping to be able to incorporate my, this drone thing into inspection work whether even if it's just like a corrosion assessment on the outside of a building yeah. somewhere you know that kind of thing is is definitely what I I'm looking forward to so I'm I, and I'm also looking into getting my um, 
API certification for tank yeah. inspection, which is that's a that's a heavy-handed one. I it's gonna take me a minute. I got to get to my level three and get some of my other things kind of learned up and solidified, and then and then my next goal might be might be going for that API certification. So we'll see. We'll see. The the future will tell. That's I suppose. So <laughs> great. I love this so much because you've been in this industry for what already like eight eight years. You were telling. Yep. Me? Yep. So so and and yet you still have plenty that you know you still want to accomplish and oh yeah that, it's that, limitless it's, it seems and all right. the guys I work with too it seems that we um uh, one of my guys my, my other UT guys he's looking into his ASME cert as well right now so yeah. it's like there's always more you can always take it further in in multiple different ways there's there's specialties everywhere that need somebody something and and I I like to have all of them. So I like to feel like I I can I, I can do whatever any any client needs. We can we can cover all, all the inspection and testing that you could possibly want. So that's that's my goal. I really like it. Uh, what are some of the challenges that you think that uh, that are related to being an inspector in the field? Like what what do you feel are the biggest challenges right now? Yeah. Well, I would say. Well, there's. One in particular is the physical challenge. It's not an easy sure. job. There's there's a lot of times I'm, you know, 125 feet in the air on a lift in January mm -hmm. looking at a yeah. roller coaster rail, you know. So there's there's just the, the um, conditions outside that can be difficult in working in. But then also, like, I've been 5,000 feet down inside of a mine where it's 110 degrees and you're trying oh, to, wow. you know, keep yourself hydrated and keep yourself going when you're trying to get all of the testing done and then or or like at a paper factory where it's you know again extreme hot conditions inside big giant rollers and you're squeezing into the boilers to check I mean it's there's the physical aspect of just yeah. um, actually doing it but then but then on top of that it, physically you got to be strong enough and capable but then also mentally you have to be able to overcome anything physical that happens you know to be able to right yeah because you're, you're not just that. stuck in in that hot um you know environment you you also have to do something there and right. make decisions and you know right. yeah yeah and making sure that you're doing it well you know i mean when that yeah. when that exhaustion really sets in and you know if you're upside down and you your muscles are screaming at you and you don't have anything else left to give but you know you got to get that one last weld in that one last place because yeah. if you don't get that one what if that's the one that fails you know and so that's right. Yeah, so having that patience with with yeah. yourself and and also that endurance to and because at the end of it you you're there to make those calls and you're there to make sure that that's that what you've said is good is good and so yeah. you know it's it's really like an, you're, you've got your own internal and external battle within yourself going on aside from what the, what the actual job entails so I bet oh yeah that's that's where all the integrity comes from too you know it's like oh, I'm so tired it's so hot you know mm -hmm. there's one more to do you know I'm, I'm mm -hmm. sure it's fine they were all fine no you know you no. need as you said no. like yeah that last one guess what it could be the one yeah. you failed so. well and there's been yeah. those times that I've I've felt like well here's a good example there's been times that I'll be doing I'll be doing MT on something and I'll, you know, be an hour, maybe two hours into it. And then I find my first okay. thing and I, and then right. all of a sudden it like makes me question everything I just did before that. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like there's like I that, bet. oh no, did I, I just caught this one and everything else was uh -huh. going good. Did I cat, did I, did I miss anything? And so a lot of times I'll start at a certain place, I'll go through the whole inspection and then I'll go back to my beginning spot once I'm kind right. of in it and calibrated just to kind of double check that first little bit. One of the, one of the other challenges that 
one of the major challenges, I think, even beyond the physical stuff is is dealing with clients and dealing with oh, yeah. the, what you're actually, you know, you're there, you're, they're, they're trusting you to do this, they're trusting you to do it right. But then when you find something that basically can t- take their project completely off the trails, you know, oh, they've, yes. they're, they're, they've got a truck waiting to ship this thing, they got paint waiting on it, it's a million dollar project, they're going to lose $2,000 a day every day that they're late and you just came in and said, sorry, this isn't good and you have to redo it. Ooh, That's yeah. a difficult situation to be in. And, and, um, I've, it's, it's been a steep learning curve. Um, cause it's hard. I, I'm not, I didn't, I wasn't a confrontational person to begin with. I, right. I'm very much a people pleaser and very much just wanted to, yeah, everything's good and everyone's happy, but, right. but coming around and having to make those calls and say, Hey, look, this is all wrong. And, and we, you know, th- we gotta, we gotta excavate this crack all the way out to the bottom and, or, you know, on many different levels, how many things can be wrong with coatings, especially even today, I was on a project and, uh, they were getting ready to paint stuff. And I lo- I was looking at batch numbers and going over what they had. And I'm like, you guys, your, your product is all expired. You can't use any of this. And they're like, are you kidding wow. me? We, we, we can't even get the paint fast enough and we got to pour concrete and we got it. And I'm like, I, I'm really sorry, but the, I mean, y- if you want to get an RFI from your engineer, that's fine. But I, I can't, but I, I can't, can't put my that. name on yeah. it. Yeah. And so, and that's where, um, I, I'm definitely a, a honey versus over vinegar type of person. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. I want to make this pleasant. I want to make this work for both of us. At the end of the day, we both just want to get our paycheck and we want to go home because right. that's what life right. is about is the home life. Right. And so trying to keep keep it the best I can and and look for any issues or problems or how I can help solve it to be able to, you know, try to help it. But also if someone pushes back on me, which I get a lot, people will start to, you know, is this really wrong? Are you sure? Can't you just say that? Does this really even matter? Does this, 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 in the grand scheme, this probably, this one part that's not good, this isn't going to make any difference, but it's going to knock our whole project off schedule and this whole thing. And, and, and every time, and like, that's fine. If you want to keep doing it your way, you, that, I'm not telling you no. I'm just telling you my report's going to say it wasn't that way. If you want to get an engineer on board to say, yeah, the way we did it is good, and and I'm and he'll take the liability for it, perfect. But the at the end of the day, I focus on my own liability. And if I'm doing a test on something that I can't 100% morally, ethically, and technically say that this is okay, I'm not going to do it because right, yeah. 10, 20 years from now, if something falls over and kills someone. I'm the one that said that it was okay and I'm the one yeah. that's got to be responsible and, and, uh, um, respond to that. And so my mind is very much, and then also being in the business owner part of it as well at one point, like I, I understand liability and that that's really where my line is. And so when, when clients want to fight and come at me with certain things and just just earlier this week, actually one came at me and was trying, you know, trying to ruffle my feathers and, and, and especially cause I'm a girl, I think the guys think that they can push me around a little bit, but what they don't understand is that I'm a redheaded girl with more spice than they can even handle. And so I just handed him the spec and I said, this is our Bible. This is, this is what's been blessed by the army Corps. If you right. don't want to do it, how it says it in here, that's fine. Do it that way. But my report will state that. And, and, yeah. and that's, and that's it. But 
you know, so if I if I have to get spicy and a little throw a little vinegar at them, I will if I need to. Of I can course. stand my ground. In fact, I've been in I think two or three shouting matches already today with people. That <laughs> not because I'm out of control. Okay, it's just that you know sometimes you gotta. <laughs> Too bad that we someone, have to mention that. But yeah. <laughs> sometimes when people push at you, you gotta be able to push back. But I always prefer course, yeah. to do it with honey, is the way I like to say it, and and as yeah. gracefully and eloquent as possible because I don't I don't like getting upset or ruffled. I don't like saying things I regret. I don't want to be mean. That's not my, my right. nature. And so I want to help this make it work. But also that like being able to deal with clients when they're now suddenly in a really bad position because of what yeah. your test has, has proven that they did wrong. It's a, tr it's a tricky spot to be in. So right. Yeah. Sometimes the, the facts are the facts. You might not enjoy the facts, but they're still the facts. And so, yeah. you know, if, if they're not willing to take that, that of course, then it, the conversation needs to go in that in that direction even if it's not pleasant to do so but uh, yeah it's finding that right balance must be could be a challenge for it sure is, because well, it, uh, yeah. Yeah. oh no go ahead I'm so sorry I no 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 you're good you're good yeah it, I'm sure it's a challenge yeah and they and even the um if I can if I can capture a project at the beginning if I know a project is coming up so the company I work for now is a geotech firm and so they're they're looking at all of the dirt work the concrete the asphalt that mm -hmm. kind of stuff and then also there's the steel erection on top of it and that's where we come in but well a lot of times we are included on that pre-con because it's months and months even years sometimes in advance but as soon as I find out on a project that there's going to be something needed whether it's bolting welding inspection non-destructive coatings whatever it is um I I, ha I am so adamant on meeting with the project manager and the, the production team, whoever is doing it. Because if we don't get our, our ducks in a row right there in the beginning, then it ends up a nightmare for everybody down the road. Yeah. And so part of that client coordination is making sure that they know, because I'm interpreting the specification and all of the standards and codes that are going with it, and then relaying that information to them and saying, okay, this is what we got to do. Are we all on the same page here? Do you understand? Like, the, the, as long as we all know and we're moving forward and we can make the tiny corrections as we go, that's the ultimate place you want to be other than <laughs> the other where I get streaming phone calls from contractors that are like, I'm trying to hang 60 mils of fireproofing on the ceiling and it's not working and everything's wrong. And it's, you know, and I'm like, stop what you're doing. I haven't even seen the surface. I need to see the surface before you paint anything, you know? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. so get, being able to, to have that oversight and to know how those projects go and to grab that when it needs to and get the right people and say, this is what we need to do and how we need to do it before anybody touches anything to do it. Mm -hmm. Then that's, that's a huge part of this industry is, is the prep work before you ever step on site. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that we might not think about it's kind of second uh, uh, second thought, but but it should be first thought, unfortunately. It should. Because it after should. That, yeah, yeah. So on, on a more uh, personal level, so I, I know that uh, I know that you're a mom. I know that you're a single mom. It, and, you know, I, I was hesitant to ask that question at first because, you know, maybe I wouldn't ask that to, uh, you know, a, a male inspector. But uh, I know I know it's your reality. And I know also that that field is uh, uh, can involve a lot of travel, uh, you know, long contracts. You've been gone for a while. So how did you you know, how did, how do you deal or, or juggle with with all that, with the travel and, and also the, the personal life, as you mentioned earlier? Yeah, it's it's not easy. It's not easy at all. I've I try really hard to to keep my to keep my kids a part of it. So like yeah. um I've got uh 
do inspections on a roller coaster not far from here and it's the biggest one in our area it's it's we have a very small little amusement park in the area and so okay. I uh, when I was up doing inspections on one of the towers I took my paint pen and I wrote their names up on the roller coaster up all the way on top oh that's yeah, so cool. yeah and took a picture of it and then so I'm like look your name's on the tallest roller coaster and so they you know they think that's pretty cool they like to tell their friends yeah that kind of stuff. I mean that's um, that's a flex in front of your friends for sure like look right. what my mom did all the way up there <laughs> right right my girls are um they're pretty spicy like i am and i i hope maybe so it'll, time will tell but i i hope that my girls i've imparted to them at least on some level that it doesn't matter what you want to do it doesn't matter what industry you want to go into if mm -hmm. you want if you have a goal and you see an opportunity and that you want to go after it, do it. You don't need yeah. anybody's oh, permission. Yeah. You don't need uh, anybody, um, a man, female, male, doesn't matter. You you can do whatever you want. And, and you as long as you've got the smarts and the ethics and the morals to do it, go after it. And oh, so I'm, I'm hoping that that's what my kids are getting out of it. But the time that, they've, that I've spent away from them, hopefully someday they'll see that it was an investment in my career and what we were doing to get to eventually get myself to a place that, you know, I'm supporting myself fully, have no, have everything I could ever want. And, and that they, um, can see that I'm proud of what I've done and, and the work that I've accomplished. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully we get there someday. Time will tell. Oh, I don't know. They 100%. Might hate me forever. And, and, <laughs> and, and if not directly to your kids, hopefully to other people who are listening to this too, you know, like it's, sure. it, you can, it's doable, you know, sure. female or, or male. And, uh, so that's great to have people sharing, uh, their their stories like yours uh, really appreciate that and so on on the i guess this, while we're speaking about this and being a woman in the field uh do you do you feel like there's some maybe disadvantages uh or you know uh, or even advantages like either or uh, yeah. but give give the the full picture let's say for somebody who might be interested into joining but would like to have it given straight to them absolutely <laughs> what's the the ugly and the the, the bad the ugly and, and also but also the, the the nicer side of things yeah absolutely no i i would say that it, it is different i d disadvantage feels like a heavy word but it, mm -hmm. it, it 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 is there there is a difference and it i would say that there's the historical aspect yeah. of you know this industry that's been male dominated and so mm -hmm. a woman being in there is just a it's a it's a difference it's like oh well that's you don't normally see that um right. i i know for myself when i go onto a job site i have to have my ducks so tightly in a row i've got to know a hundred percent what I'm going into, what specs and standards, what we're, what we're holding this to, and be able to stand on my two feet because I will get challenged 100% yeah. of the time. You'll I will be questioned I, more always, than, yeah. Mm -hmm, always, and that's okay, I don't mind that. I, I, uh, I, I could get upset about that, and you know, but I, I don't. I, actually, it makes me more, um, more knowledgeable. It makes me more mm -hmm. on my toes, and, and I, I, I don't disagree with, with that at all. And so I, um, I think that I don't know if that's across the board for any woman, but especially in my experience, it's been that I really need to, I, I, I can't, I've been caught once or twice for not really knowing and had to like go find the information and come back. And that's like, that, that just, it, uh, it takes down my, my credibility a little bit, you know, like mm -hmm. if, 
I, I just have to, I already am in an, it, they're, like they're waiting for something or waiting for me to do something wrong or to catch me in something. Also, it's just, um, I, I, I don't mind proving it. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, but it's, um, as, as long as I handle it in a respectful manner, then I will right. always pay out with respect in the end. I, right. I've had, um, experiences on, uh, sites where, um, a welder will start giving me some lip or, you know, something or, you know, called me princess. I think one of them did once. <laughs> and, yes. and I, I gave him some choice words and not, not, and I'm, I'm not in a brutal, horrible way, but just, you know, let him know that he was wrong. And, uh, after that conversation, he went and called my boss and he said, I just want you to know that she is totally killing it out here. She's doing a great job. She's standing up for herself and you don't have to worry about her because I've got her back. Like, wow. once, once you prove yourself that's to, when to those people, yeah, the different it, it, it route comes back. really quickly. That's, that's it pretty did. amazing. Yeah. And, but, and, and that's kind of just the world that, that we live in. It's, it's some rough and tumble and you kind of be able to roll with the punches, but also be yeah. able to handle it. And, and then if you can, and you do, you will be respected and will, will, um, those people will tell other people when, when other people need an inspector, they'll call me, you know? Yeah. So every job, every opportunity is, is an opportunity for more business and more inspection work and more clientele, which is, which is also what I'm always and looking for. And more credibility. Well. And uh, yeah. hopefully at some point we won't have to, uh, to yeah. prove anything anymore but uh but yeah the more we see uh the more we see it and the the the, the easier it'll get also over time mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and you know it's a funny story i uh i went i had a big job for um a fish hatchery they were resurfacing 40 burrow ponds and i was oh. the army corps qc as well as the coatings inspector and so uh, or safety, I'm sorry, safety inspector. And so I was getting ready for this job and it was a pretty big job and I knew it was going on. And so right before then I had went and had a pair of, um, really nice work boots built for me. Like the, okay. the yeah, cause the, that the can legit. be hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. And, yes. and, and, you know, I knew I was going to be on, on the concrete on my feet for 12 hour days and seven days. It was, you know, so I'm like, I better get some good footwear. And the one thing, I mean, I did it for me just, you know, to have that for myself. But then I noticed when I was on site and I had those boots on, I kid you not, I was treated completely differently. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Like one thing like that, just a, a pair of boots, but, but they knew that like the fact that I had gone and gotten these boots and, 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 and was there in the position that I was for some reason there was just something and, and they would bring it up and mention it. Like, I think they were a little jealous. Actually, some of the guys were a little jealous of the boots. Maybe <laughs> that was part of it, but, but it was weird how just one thing like that, because I feel I'm a little bit more under scrutiny as a woman having yeah. something like that, that just like proved myself for me. It was a really interesting little deal that happened, but yeah, a little experiment, <laughs> experiment almost. And how interesting, Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good. Good to know for future. Yeah. Reference. There you go. Get some good boots. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Need to give me the where you found those. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but but, uh, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. I was just gonna say. Uh, I just read my notes here. But the uh, advantages mm -hmm. um, of women inspectors. So here's where I think I've worked with two other women inspectors, and I can tell you that. And I don't know if it's a, a male versus female thing again, but I'm trying to look at it in the aspect of maybe it's like just people that are more detail oriented and maybe okay. more women are more detail oriented. And so that's where it comes from. But, but women make the most like for non-destructive, it is 
we, we just notice things that other people don't. And, and, uh, even my guys, when we're out working on a project, if they see something, they always have me come over and double check it for them. Um, mm-hmm. they, they just know that I, I'll find it. If there's something there, I, I always find it. And not, not that they're doing anything wrong or that I'm necessarily doing anything better. I think it's just that I, I can't help it. And in my world, I just notice every detail of everything all the time, which yeah. is why this, it makes this, uh, field of work so good for me is because I really, I, I can't help it. I, I actually went to my dad's house the other day. He just put up these beautiful cabinets in his shop and we're looking at him like, dad, one of your knobs is a different color than the other. And he's like, are you serious out of everything <laughs> you notice? I'm like, wow, that's why I do, I do what I do. But I, uh, I definitely know that the other women that I've worked with definitely had that same aspect where they just, yeah. it was just that little bit extra and, and maybe coming into the field the way that I did so green where I didn't start as a welder. So I didn't have like that kind of background. I had a, a very a, a zero background and trying to figure it out from that angle. Yeah. Um, do you know what I'm saying? So kind of, kind of gave me that little bit of an advantage of being super ignorant to what was happening and then able to really see every little thing. Take the whole picture the and look at yeah. everything that could be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a, But, but that's interesting. The attention to detail, you know, that's something that in welding we were told often too. It's like, oh yeah, you're, you know, doing TIG welding, for example. We were much more, we, in the shop I was working in Canada, we were uh, more female than, than male for TIG mm-hmm. welding because for some reason, you know, it's, it's a more, uh, yeah, you, you need yes. to be a, a bit more precise and we were doing good at that so I don't know again yeah you're right I'm not sure if it's female or 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 male distinction or just maybe because we have to prove ourselves a bit more maybe maybe well and there's a delicacy maybe with it too because I know that about TIG welders as well the best ones I've ever known have all been women and I think that there is that like just a maybe it's just I don't know I don't know exactly what it is if maybe it's a it's a proving yourself I work with 99% men and (laughs) some of them are incredibly detail oriented and some of them aren't, but it's just, it's interesting how, yeah, it it comes up. I don't know. I think that we as women, and maybe it's not all of us. Maybe it's just that the certain ones that are in this field, it kind of brings it out of, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but we, yeah, the, the details, it's like, it's an artwork, you know, especially Mm -hmm. like with TIG welding, like there's, there's art that comes with that. You've really got to be able to know what you're doing and how you're doing it and in those fine ways. And so, I think that uh, I think that women are pretty good at it. So yeah, I, I think we can be for sure. <laughs> Another so, advantage too. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. I keep talking no, over the top. <laughs> um, it's, it's good. That means you have a lot to I say. Like we can go on for hours. <laughs> um, no, another advantage, which is kind of funny. I. Uh, there's a, a shop in our area that we've done work in before several times, and now that we're with a new company. Um, the shop was using other people for their non-destructive testing mm-hmm. and uh, we tried to get in there. In fact, um, multiple times the guys had gone over and tried to get in there and gave them our statement of um, qualifications and, you know, trying to market to them and do this whole thing and didn't get anything out of it. And um, a different company called me to go up and check on some paint at this particular shop. Um, and so I went up and did an inspection and, and, and uh, talked with the plant manager, talked with a couple of people. And while I was there, they were like, hey, you guys do non-destructive testing too? I was like, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, send me all your info. <laughs> yeah, so then I sent them all our info. And uh, I mean, this is something that we've our, the company's been trying to get into for, like I said, months. And I just happened to be there and at the right time, at the right place. And because I am 
I, I try to be, I'm not overly friendly. I'm not underly friendly. I just try to be pleasant, you know, right. and just and, and you like to make connections and yeah. I do. Yeah. And so just because of that, that time, and I don't know if it's necessarily because I am a girl or if it's, if it's uh, a personality thing or, or yeah. how it all worked out, but we actually just landed the whole thing. And, and we got a, our first guy is going out on Friday to do the first oh, job that's out great. there. That's yeah. So I think that it's, I don't know, there's, uh, as far as the marketing part goes, there's some major advantages that we, that I know that I have, and maybe most women would have in this in this industry. That because I stand out a little bit more, and because I I'm you know have enough of a personality that I can talk to people and and ask the right questions and give them the right information. That right. it really works in my advantage for for pulling in those jobs that I don't think other people would necessarily get in the same position if they. Um, it's just, it's just, I have an, a different opportunities, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying, you know, which I'm that's, trying to take advantage of. <laughs> such an interesting perspective. Yeah, that that's a very good point too. And I never thought of that one. So that that's very interesting. If, um, if there was something else, you know, so eight years ago, you didn't know much about it, then you just got kind of been thrown right in it. But if it was to start again, let's say, or, you know, to, yeah, to, to, you had an opportunity to start the exact same thing again, or you had the the, the, the um, position to give advice to somebody that is starting. Would you do anything different? Oh, that's that's such a hard question to ask. Because yes, yes, I would. Yes, I would have. I mean, I was so green. It's like I didn't even know what I didn't know at that point. You know, like I was, right. I was so um, removed from what it was. So. I do wish I would have had a little bit more technical understanding. I think it would have helped me to uh, retain the information a little bit better, you know, or if I had a little bit deeper, like scientific technical knowledge of, of, um, welding and even just all the different testing process, just the science part of it, you know, there's, there's that part that I wish I would have done a little bit more research to fully understand that before. But I, again, I, I didn't know even that I needed to know that then. So looking back on it, I can say that, but but also, right. yeah. I think that, you know, the, the mistakes that I've made along the way, the times that I've been in a difficult situation that I've either had to get help to get out of or figured out how to get it out of it myself is every single one of those things is is added so much knowledge. Like being pushed into the deep end of the pool is terrifying. And, and that's right. one thing that my uh, former boss did very well as much as I hated it. It's like, okay, jump in and see if you're going to float. And, and it's terrifying, especially if you feel like you're absolutely going to sink to the bottom. But holy cow, those experiences are the ones that I learned the most out of and got the, retained sure. the most knowledge from and, and will carry with me moving forward. So, I mean, I wouldn't say I don't, I don't have really any regrets or, or really anything that I would specifically do different. Um, because mm-hmm. everything that I've got now is all based on all of those mistakes that I have made and, and That's been able right. to work my way out of. So, and, and I'm sure there's going to be more mistakes and more lessons to come. No doubt. That's the way that this thing rolls, which is so cool about it. Cause it's, I'm not just sitting down at a desk doing the same thing, the same numbers, whatever, same time every day. That that's stifling to me. I cannot, yes. I can't even fathom. Oh, it's, it's too much, but being able to you know, different projects, different day, different times, different people, different clients, different testing, different structures. Yeah. It's also fascinating and it, it, it moves and it, it changes. Everything is so fluid in this, in this industry. And, and I, I can't say, I can't say I do 
anything different, but I know I'm taking all of the lessons that I have now and moving forward, which is making me even better in the future. So, so yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for the chat today. It was it was great to get Absolutely. to know you a little bit uh, better, and uh, and uh, thank you for sharing uh, all the uh, the stories that you shared. And I'm sure it's going to inspire others, hopefully, uh, to join our field as well. So thank you so much for that. You're very welcome. Thank you, Emily. I appreciate it. That's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Jerry. For me, this is another great example of how this feel is just like a little hidden gem that nobody knows about. But when given the chance, we all fall in love with it. I hope it can also inspire the women out there that might be hesitant in joining a more male-dominant industry, and also inspired NDT men to continue to be positive and welcoming allies for women in the field, because you do make a difference. This field is in urgent need of more inspectors and the more welcoming we all are and the more we are willing to become mentors and support new folks uh, coming in the field, the more we all win. In the meantime, thanks again for continuing to keep the world safe out there. Bye for now.